Now from the top, make it drop. That's some bad <laughs> animal. That's some bad. I'm talking wop wop wop. That's some bad. Macaroni in a pot. That's some bad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. Um, I'm here with the lovely Shud and the lovely Rohan. Sorry, Hello. it's been a while. Hi, guys. It's been a while since we recorded our last one, but you know we are flaky as fuck. We're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, but how was your Christmas, everyone, and your new year? Chilled, very chilled. Yeah, I mean, lockdown, innit? What could you do? Boris kind of told us to stay home, so yeah, there wasn't much to do. A bit of a mad week, innit, really, this week, with the whole um, stuff in America, um, and uh, the Kanye and Jeffrey situation, which... I really, oh. I really don't think it's true. The person yeah, that started the rumour is the person that licked the toilet on TikTok at the start of the coronavirus. Oh, the ghetto. Oh, my God. Well, Jeffrey Star's not denied it, has he? So... Yeah, has he has. He put a YouTube he's... video out saying it's not true. Uh, he's going to cash in so much from that video. It had, like, three million views in, like, three, three hours. Wow. Jesus. But, yeah, there's us thinking 2020 is over. In the first week of 2021, you've got a Kim and Kanye divorce. You've got an American civil war. You know, Speaking of the laughing. divorce, are you guys surprised? No, nah. not at all. Not but, at all. Nah, me neither. Me neither. Long time coming. So what is this? Is this husband number four for her now? Uh, it. No, it's husband so number it's... three. <laughs> there was there was the 50, there was the 85 day one. Or, yeah. Or, and then there was one before that, wasn't there? One before that, yeah. Yes, it's the third one. The third one. Oh, there's only been Kanye since, okay. Um, it's not all She's bad trying news. To get I should get custody of those kids easy. Yeah, with his mental health status and the fact that she has been the predominant uh, parent. Mm-hmm. And his comments on slavery, I don't think those are going to go down well. I mean, I don't really think they care about stuff like that when it comes to custody battles, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be more his mental health. This is why Chris Jenner tried to get him sectioned not too long ago. Do you remember? Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that. So it makes sense now. So they've obviously been plotting this and just waiting for their presidential stuff. Mm. But yeah, good luck to them. Yeah. It's not all been bad news, though, for 2021, because yesterday, little Bix... Number one. Yeah! yeah. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Let's be having you. Now, what'd she Let's, say? What's, what's that? Let's be having you. Let's be having you. Yeah, first number one of 2021. Yeah, I remember the last podcast we did, we were talking about, is Jessie going to leave? Is she going to stay? Oh, and, my God. Yeah. She's officially gone. Oh, guys, I'm still sad. I'm not over it. I just can't get over it. It's just so heartbreaking. I'm going to be honest. I'm over it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My bitch. I, mean, I, lo- like, I love her, but I think it must have been hard for the other girls having to deal with someone with issues in the band. And I know it's not nice and stuff, but it's going to be so much less stressful for them now. And I'm excited to see what they can do now without... I- Feel like that the burden. I, totally I feel like that's a bad word to say is burden, but yeah, without the burden. 
I feel they'll definitely probably yeah, be more in sync in terms of when it comes to work and promotion. But then saying that, Jesse, they did a lot even with her, despite her lack of wanting to do it, apart from like this year, really. But then I guess there was all the times that she potentially did it over the years and when it was bad. But I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same. And to me, Jesse is the best member of the group. She brings it the most on stage. So they just don't have that same spark without her. Yeah, I think they'll all have to up their game a little bit more now, especially in terms of concerts. But I don't know. I think when I was I was watching videos of them lately, and I thought I'm only going to miss her in terms of like the interviews and the way she's funny and like the games that they play and all that. You're not going to miss her on stage. I mean, yeah, but I don't think I don't think it's going to impact the band that much. I'll be honest. I the only time I'm going to miss her is when we see them on tour because. Like towards the end before she left, like she was dead in interviews, she was dead in pretty much everything apart from the only time she really like was when you'd notice her is when you're on the tour. So, yeah, isn't that the main time we'll be seeing them? Like, did you, Rosie, have you seen the uh LM5 film? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, do you think it was amazing? It was amazing, but I saw it in real life, so I wasn't that like blown away (laughs) by it. It's like, yeah, I've seen it, like, I was. What was our second row? So it was nothing amazing to me. Like, I'll be honest, I kind of stopped watching like la- the last half an hour. And I was like, yeah, like, I've seen it all. And not only that, like I'd probably watched over the last year, like so the tour videos on YouTube all the time of people yeah, filming yeah. it from front row. It did feel a little bit repetitive, but like in terms of just being like a little mix fan for ten years, which is a long time. Well, nine years. Was it nine years or ten? I don't know. It's nine. nine years. Nine. We haven't got an official concert of them that actually looks good, that is professionally shot. They didn't shoot any of their tours. The Glory Days DVD, the Get Weird tour we have, but I felt like that DVD was really badly shot. Didn't even do the show justice. Yeah, the movie was good. We spotted ourselves, obviously, a couple of times. That was interesting. Oh, my God, I'm in it so much. Every time I watch it, I see myself more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about iconic award moments, so that's performances, um, notable moments, because um, we fucking love award shows, and I don't know what's happening. Normally around this time of year, they start releasing nominees for like the Grammys, the Brits, don't they? Well, the Grammys been postponed now. Oh, Jesus. They've officially been postponed. What about the Brits? Uh, I don't know actually. Because still gone ahead. The Brits is my favourite. Like I know you guys live for the Grammys and stuff, but I'm all about the Brits. I don't know. I think recent in recent years, I, I think award shows in general have kind of died down a bit. It was they were huge in like the nineties and the noughties, but I think yeah, I agree. I think Brits have been epic last couple of years. I yeah. fully agree with you, Shij. I think award shows are dead these days. I don't actually enjoy any of them i feel like the vmas is obviously the holy grail i I prefer them much more than the grammys but i feel like in the last two years maybe even the last four years in fact the year where they had beyonce rihanna britney and ariana what was that 2016 2016 yeah i feel like that was the last exciting year and then we've had like a couple of odd decent performances but nothing major yeah, in terms of America, like I've, I don't remember, I don't know any of the last three years. I can't think of any iconic moments of the last couple of years. 
Maybe J-Lo, but even that's not been that iconic. Oh, that performance was rubbish. When she won the Vanguard Award. Yeah, she was just like doing Rihanna songs. And her hair looked flat as hell and she just looked a mess. It was just really disappointing for her. Hold on, what about the Missy Elliott one? Which I haven't even seen that performance. Well, she won the Vanguard Award as well, right? Yeah, I think it was that one and she did like a whole set of all her tunes and it was so good. Um, they even had like the people, the, the dancer that was in some of her videos, they pulled her out on stage. It was so good. Like, <laughs> you need to go watch it. Oh, I think I remember that. Clip. That became a meme, didn't it? <laughs> she was in yellow and she's like dancing. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the only actual performance that I can remember in the last four years out uh, after that year I just mentioned is Normani. And actually oh, Fifth Harmony as well. Yes. Yes. Normani slayed it. I mean, her backing <laughs> track gonna... messed up. When they couldn't pull the skirt off her. Oh my god! <laughs> the dancer nearly like pulled her off the stage, and then I feel like she was off cue when she did that whole like gymnast thing. But she still smashed it. It was great. The, the track kept jumping as well. So if you listen closely, yeah. you can hear that the track's really jittery and jumpy. But she still, she still killed it. it though. Yeah, she did. Hundred percent. Well, where is she now though? What girl? Where are you? I didn't even you know what. I didn't even rate Fifth Harmony at all. I didn't even know about Normani really, like until she released Motivation. Yeah, I feel like and in then Fifth I became Army, obsessed with her, her instantly. The they definitely kept her in the back and like really. So I feel like Camilla was the one sort of pushed to the forefront, but Normani's the one with the star power, I think. But she's not actually that great of a singer. She's okay. She's not the best. She's just a epic performer. Like she does the whole yeah. Tanit and the whole. All of that, she slays. But yeah, vocally, I don't think she's that strong. But I mean, the thing is, I'm not asked about vocals. As long as you can hold a note, I much prefer people that can dance and put on a show. But that's the you know thing. I, mean? I agree. I, think I agree. Just about hold a note, though. <laughs> rude. That's no so rude. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got the shade button? Oh, no, do you know what? I packed like a... Everyone listening, I've recently moved house, so I don't know where the shade button is. I think actually it's in that cupboard. I don't get it. You know what? I'll just play it on my phone every time someone's shady because I've got yeah. a video of it. Um, <laughs> so, Rohan, can you talk to us about one of your favourite iconic award show moments, please? Okay, what order are we doing this? Are we doing. I the mean, best? No, let's just go with whatever you want to talk about. I don't think we're going to list them. Yeah, let's talk about the most iconic performance of all time. And this is a very tough spot to have. But, you know, we have so many divas, so many fabulous performances, so many shock moments. But the best performance of all time, hands down, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera and Madonna, uh, the Hollywood Like a Virgin medley at the VMAs 2003. Yes. Like... How old do I I'm, I'm I think I must have been 2003 that was I think 16 15 I have no idea a long long time ago but I just remember that kiss picture being absolutely everywhere and just the genius of it Madonna obviously still recording at the time still semi relevant actually she was very relevant as an, art, as an artist at the time but for her to come out I mean I'm not a Madonna fan by any means but I can appreciate what she's achieved right and for her to come out and have the two predecessor predecessors is that the right word? No, she's the predecessor. What are they called? Successor. Successor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did never have got that. <laughs> Had a bit of wine. Um, 
to for her to get the two successors who are like you know the new pictures the new madonna it was such a monumental moment in pop culture history and then to make them her bitches as part of the performance and then even on top of that to have britney and christina sharing a stage with the rivalry and everything it was just so epic in every single way and then they come out singing like a virgin dressed uh recreating her performance from i don't know 50 years ago right at the vmas i think <laughs> in the same outfit and Britney comes out just looking like the Britney that we love and they do it. And then Christina coming out, revealing her veil and showing his head. And you're like, <gasps> they're really on stage. And then Madonna comes out and just again, pipping her as, you know, the Holy Grail coming out. as She was dressed as the groom. It was just genius. And whoever would have thought that kiss was coming. <laughs> oh, flawed, flawed. And Justin's face as well. Oh, We're just into Blake in the audience. Justin, oh. they cut they cut to Justin in rather than us seeing Madonna and Christina kiss. Yeah, and then Have Christina seen... was fuming about that, weren't she? Did you hear that? Like Christina she made jibes. Oh. Have you heard of all the jibes she made? So she dissed Britney and Madonna solo track. She was like, Oh, I thought it was unoriginal. I thought it was very formation, blah blah blah. She she shaded Britney as well after saying, Oh, we were meant to sing live, but I guess somewhere money traded hands. And then she did a Blender interview where she came for Britney, Beyonce, and was it someone else? I can't remember. But she's just a bit of a bitch. I'm so glad she's grown out of that. <laughs> I mean, I think most people would be, like, considering that they were both, they both came from the same place. And where Britney went and where Christina went, I think I can see why she was a little bit bitter at the time. But I feel like it only happened because she was so entitled. Okay, so point case look at mary j blige's face throughout the whole entire interview do you remember did you see her sitting just a bit behind justin scowling the whole time have you have either of you clocked this i'll watch it no i'm gonna have to rewatch it now. oh my god mary j blige is sitting there sour as hell with disgust on her face but it's actually there's interviews that have come out since where uh it's been revealed she hates christina because when christina first met her she put her hand out for her to kiss it who are you? <laughs> no, I think I remember no. that. Talking yeah, of so Christina, can we talk about her entrance? Which Christina? one? Um, oh, at the award show. At the award show. Um, that was the EMAs. That wasn't the VMAs. Yeah, at the EMAs. I loved it. Iconic. Just that was in the prime of her dirty area where she was just looking like a stripper gypsy. Her hair was a mess, her makeup was a mess, her cooch was out, but do you know what? It was so iconic. And she just came out dressed as a nun and just ripped that shit off and went into dirty life. That would uh, never fly today, would it? That wouldn't yeah, that would not she could never, never. <laughs> I actually loved off dirty so much. The whole strip era was brilliant. I, I think it's one of my favourite Christina songs. But, um, Same. I heard it quite. I heard it flop bad in America there. Yeah, because they couldn't handle the the slutty Christina. So yeah, that era for her. But don't you think Christina? You know how pop now, commercial pop is very slutty naturally. It's like the normal thing to do. Christina yeah. was the trendsetter for that. Obviously, you had Madonna in her time and Janet, and they were doing their sexual thing. But for these teen pop children, young girls, Christina was the first one to do it. That is true, actually. You had Britney, who was always sexy, always 
borderline slutty, but then you had her image with it. But Christine was like, nah, here I am in this orgy wrestling ring, spitting out, <laughs> doing the most, writhing around in my chap. She was like, oh, she brought it. And I think, but I think that was appreciated by a lot of people, but I don't think it was appreciated widely. Whereas the I mean, whole you can understand why the UK appreciated that because, you know, let's be honest, our culture is very slutty. We love, we embrace that shit. <laughs> We're just trash, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think for Americans, it was too much. Okay, yeah. take, taking it back then to mid 90s, can we talk about Spice Girls, Brit Award performance, <laughs> Wannabe, slash, who do you think you are? Because that is my favourite awards performance of all time ever. Um, I just don't think anything can top it. Because the outfits, let's start with the outfits. Like, Jerry, obviously iconic. Like, I bet the other girls were fuming that all the attention was on her. They all looked amazing. Apart from Mel C, who looked like she was wearing something I could get from West Brom Market with that knitted crochet top. I don't know what the fuck that was. And I think even the cameramen knew that it was bust because they didn't even focus on her once through the whole performance. <laughs> Apart from that, wow. they, they fucking killed it that night. That was the same night that um, when they went up to collect the award and Jerry was wearing that kind of Jessica Rabbit dress and her boot fell out. <laughs> oh, did and it actually fully fall out? Yeah, because I remember I was eight at the time or something, eight or nine. And I remember, um, I remember like, someone said, like, yeah, I, I think it. I was watching it with my brother and he was just like, oh, someone's boob fell out. I was just like, where? I want to see. <laughs> I was, like, no, I was so obsessed with seeing Jerry's beam. It's really concerning now you think about it as a 33-year-old. I mean, as a child, you just didn't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree. I think, like, I don't even know who that guy is that that introduced them with the glasses. Ben Elton. Is that who it is? I yeah. Know. I know. But when he, he was like, oh, scary, baby, ginger, posh. And then, like, they had the fireworks, the pyro, they had the coloured screen video playing in the background and then they were just standing there and then they did um what was it, uh, it was a little bit of wannabe tiny bit of wannabe and then it just went into who do you think you are the camera work on it is so golden so like, good zooming into their asses like baby's little mesh dress which was like really it was zooming into to jerry's minge quite a bit <laughs> jerry's minge and just that <laughs> outfit alone right like the fact that it didn't cover the fanny was just so epic and the fact that it was Union Jack the Brit and we all know the story about it she spoke about it so much and how it was just a, a Gucci dress and a tea towel and then they she spray painted the boots blah 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 but just the energy they had and like their formations and this is the thing with them they're very in sync as a girl band and I think it shows right and obviously it's just such great pop music it's it is just literally iconic the best British performance of all time I love that Jerry, you know. I absolutely like that for me is like Jerry. And then when she left the Spice Girls and then she went all yoga, cropped up Jerry, I fucking hated it. Like, what was that about? <laughs> I think, like, yeah. well, in hindsight, she really did just have a mental breakdown, right? She was on this super fast uh, whirlwind of a uh, machine, you know. They had such huge fame in such a short time. And then she talked about it as well, didn't she? She said about how she felt redundant and how the girls didn't need her and how they she felt they outgrew her. And I get that can be quite quite a challenge, especially when you're transitioning in your mid-20s when, you know, you're still growing, you're still young, you haven't really navigated the world. And I think the story of the Spice Girls was just so nice, like how 
you know, they did the reunion, like, whatever, 10 years later. And then the Olympics. Oh, the Olympics performed uh, epic. Posh holding and, on for dear life on the top of that taxi cab. Oh, my gosh. She nearly died. That was so bad. <laughs> you know that shot where, like, she's stumbling and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I just think... I think with the Spice Girls, they just had a unique magic, which was so authentic. Because none of them are overly talented or overly amazing. But it worked so well. And you're right. It's just the, the confidence, the bravado. Like, you know how you mentioned Jerry's boob calling out? I think it was the same show where Mel C threatened Liam Gallagher, right? Come and have a go if you think you're hard yeah. enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just she was boring. such a ladder. And I think that's another reason why the Spoiler Skills were so popular because I think each of them were so different and there's, there was always one you could relate to. You know yeah. what I mean? Who were your favourite? Uh, mine was Sporty and Posh. <laughs> yeah. Who likes sporty? <laughs> I think it's because I was a bit of a tomboy growing up, so I think I related to her at the time. I think I definitely, I definitely liked her more back then than I do now. Can I just say, when I was at primary school, so at one point in my life, I lived in like a really white area of Birmingham, and I was the only brown kid in the school. And you know, we used to do like performances for talent shows and stuff. We were like, yeah, we're going to do the Spice Girls. I was like, oh, I need to be sporty because, you know, I'm sporty. You know how it is. Um, and, like, be scary. And, and they were like, no, you need to be scary because um, oh. we can't be scary, basically, because I'm brown. Wow. And like, you guys know, I've got like the straightest, like, thinnest hair ever. It's pretty much like, Asian hair and they like the day before they plaited all my hair and everything and like it took it out and it was just like shit and um they were like back like the teacher was back combing my hair to make it more like afro hair and I was absolutely furious I can't believe I'm not sporty like at the time I didn't think I was like okay yeah makes sense I'm brown she's brown looking back now that was so fucking like wrong so Mm -hmm. bad like blatantly saying to you, you're the brown one. I mean, this was like back in 1996 in Bromsgrove. Like, Bromsgrove's still a revy white area. Hmm. Who was my favourite? I think my favourite was always Baby, but that was just because I think I had this whole fantasy about me finding a really cute, sweet little girl to, like, be my girlfriend. Oh, the ghetto! <laughs> it was that whole little wannabe fantasy. But you know, like, Baby Spice? Definitely had the best solo career out of all the Spice Girls. Do you think? I think Mel C has. No, no I think Mel, Mel B second. I think if you listen to Emma's solo music, like, so good. What took you so long? What took you all night? My favourite Spice Girl. Should you? It's interesting. You mentioned that you liked Mel C back in the day. I never liked Mel C. I only actually started liking her on the most recent reunion tour for the first time in my whole life. How weird! Wow. Um, but yeah, my favorite Spice Girl as a kid it was definitely Baby. Um, but as an adult, it's one hundred percent Mel B, followed by Posh. But Jerry was pretty iconic as well. I liked all of them apart from Mel C. <laughs> nice. Well, should we move on to the next performance? Go on then, should you give us one of yours? Um, oh, should I bring it to modern day or should we stick to classic? I'll bring it to modern day and I'm going to go for the three iconic performances by our British queens, Little Mix. <laughs> Let me just like get it out there because 
each of their Brit performances have been so iconic, so different in terms of theme, but just like I can watch all three of them just back to back. But like like Black Magic is all about the it's all about the, the visual side of it and the the whole performance. Just I thought the whole hacker thing was epic. The the fact that they turned such a cute little song, Black Magic, into this Yes. Anthem. Yeah, they made it quite dark, didn't they? And I really enjoyed that, actually. Yeah. Edgy. Edgy. They made it really edgy. And then how they brought um shout out to my ex, they turned that into a whole Janet type face long mm. queen. Can I just say on shout out to my ex, that I think that is the best they've ever looked on what? stage. In yeah, shout out I to agree. my ex. It's the oh, best yeah. they've ever looked on stage. The blonde yeah. wig, just the genius idea of making them all blonde, like genius. All of them blonde, all of them in silver, and then just the the whole little dance break before the song kicks in. So good. The production just was immense. Like the whole screen, the floor, the dancers. Yeah. It was epic. It was money. Uh, and then obviously you can't forget the uh, woman like me performance in, in bright pink. I always uh, say what I'm feeling. <laughs> And then you got to do the Jesse boob shake as well. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I love that woman in me performance, but I didn't really enjoy the Miss Banks bit. That, that could be omitted for sure. Like Nicki Minaj. Oh, the ghetto. I mean, do you reckon they asked Nicki? They must have asked her, like, would you come and perform it? Wasn't she on tour, on a Queen tour? She was, yeah. Yeah. But I think for it. it was a shame that she couldn't make it. But they did it together at the EMAs, and that was that was was good. It, I would have preferred uh, the Brits' performance at the EMAs to like something to that production like level. You yeah. could tell the EMAs they did it separately, right? They never actually rehearsed together, and then they just stitched their performances together. But yeah. I think it showed. But Perry putting her bum on her head was epic. But hang on, we digress. We're going back to the Brits. <laughs> Black Magic is my personal favorite out of the three. I think you think about when it was. It was you know. When they were a lot younger, it was their first Brits performance. It's the first time they were given a spotlight to sort of showcase themselves. And they were never really taken seriously, right, as an X Factor act. So for them to have that spot and prove themselves, I think they absolutely smashed it. The bit where they throw the stick and get on the floor, I was fucking dying. I watched that performance so have you seen many how, times. Have you seen how in sync it is as well? Like when they throw the stick yes. into their legs? Yes, and then they rock two of them roll each way, and they just they this is the thing they they're so capable, they are so good, and I'm so glad they got the chance to showcase it. I think shout out to my ex was flawless. I didn't actually used to like the song at the time, but I still appreciated the performance and stuff, and I think they were just so in sync, they looked you're right, it's the best they've ever looked, and they just had it right. They were just confident, okay, controversial now, the woman like me performance as. It's actually the best choreography out of the three. It's so sharp, but I don't like it. <laughs> and I, I don't think really like. My main gripe with it is the fact that Jesse's wig needed to be pulled down. It was too fire hard. <laughs> like literally, it was all the way up the top. And everyone knows, like Wendy Williams says this all the time: shift your wig, pull it down. Because when you wear the wig cap, it slips up and it goes to the top. It needed to come down. And also the outfits were bastard. They just looked cheap and shit. I didn't mind the fact they were pink because, you know, they all, it was just a bit sick how everyone was in pink. But I would have preferred better outfits. But that's my only issue. Oh, obviously, Miss Banks was just whatever. 
Miss Banks looks huge next to all of them as well. Yeah, I think oh. I just forget how like short little mix actually are. Like they look like little ants when they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like little midgets like grinding on it. It was really weird. Um, she looked like a drag queen when she came out. Don't you think? Yeah, I think I think it's just because of like how she looked next to <laughs> next to all like quite tiny. I think and the choreo that, was sick. Yeah, I think I was I was so obsessed with that with the Paris Global choreography. Um, obviously, then they did it on tour, like every show. But when I first saw it at the Brits, I was like, I was just literally wow. And they're so in sync as well in the beginning on the chairs and everything. They just yeah. they really did step it up for that performance for sure. Yeah. Also, can we just um, appreciate the fact that this shout out to my ex performance. They only had two days to rehearse it, and it was during the time when they were on tour with Ariana. So they had to yeah. rehearse it while they were on tour. And then they flew and did Madison Square Gardens the next day. How epic for them. So epic. I hope that um, we do get the Brits this year and it's not postponed and Little Mix get to perform again because imagine like a Brits level performance of Sweet Melody would be. Oh! oh my God. I mean, it will be only, only be three of them, but I think. Yeah, they'll what they'll try and outdo what they've done before. Really bring it as well now to make up for Jesse's absence. What's yeah. next, Rohan? Over to you. Which one's okay. next on the list? So we've started pretty iconic, so we'll keep it going. Britney Spears slay for you VMAs. I think it was two thousand and one. Yes, it was. Uh, epic. So Britney is just the queen of VMAs and live performances. I feel like when I think of iconic, like I'm beehive till I die. Obviously, I love Britney, but I'm Beyonce all the way. But as you know, amazing as Beyonce is on stage, no one has the wow factor of Britney's performances. And when she came out with that snake, well, firstly she came out of the cage with the tiger, which actually, when you look back at it, you see it's the lion, not the lion king. What's it called? The Tiger King people. Have, did you guys watch that show? Yeah, I did see that, yeah. So the guy is in the cage, and then she, when she was sitting in the crowd, she was sitting with um, Carol Baskin. <laughs> Wait, Lol. hold on. Carol Baskin's in the Britney Spears video? Yeah, did you not know this? No. So Carol Baskin was sitting with her in the audience shot when she's in the black lace dress, and then, uh, is it her husband, the, the, the one that looks after the tigers? So when she opens the cage and there's a tiger behind her, he's the guy holding the tiger. No way. I'm going to have to rewatch that and check that out. Yeah, look it up. It's all on the internet. I mean, I didn't watch Tiger King, but I saw this. Anyway, she came out, obviously just body fire. And if you actually look at the outfit in detail in this day and age, it obviously looks tag. But at the time, it was just fucking a genius move. Like a little green bikini with some rhinestones, her belly button ring, some little booty shorts, and then her ugly-looking boots, which we won't talk about. Uh, but anyway, obviously, she slayed the performance. And then at the end, when she just put that python on, you're just like... <gasps> oh, my Did God. Did she say as well it was hissing at her? Oh, my God. In rehearsal, she said that it was, like, freaking her out. She broke out in hives and stuff. But yeah, yeah. she looked fearless. I mean, it's interesting now, because she did an interview on Loose Women with Ryland, and she said, he asked her, oh, would you do anything like that now? She was like, absolutely not. But we know she's a nervous wreck now, so obviously she wouldn't. But that performance just... And she was 21 years old. No, actually, I'm lying. She was 20 years old. Jesus. You know what? She was such a sick performer. Like, there's this TikTok account I follow where they post, like, um, director's cuts from her music video shoots and stuff. 
and you need to follow it because immediately. the way she can just flip from scene like in one take flip from doing ad libs to normal to doing dance and switching it up she like she's unbelievable like it's such a shame like what's happened with her and stuff because I would have loved to have seen what well, she could have done had like she not suffered with her mental health and uh, like even just the control aspect, the fact that if she wasn't as controlled as she was, we'd get to see so many more sides of her. And the thing about Britney is, she's actually got taste. She's actually a good artist. Like in the zone and blackout, arguably two of her best albums were the ones that she had the most creative control over. Yeah. So it's a shame, but. We will pray for her. I feel very sad about Brynn's situation. I think about it every day. <laughs> Should Why we are you laughing? To... It's not a joke. Yeah, it's not a joke. It's not funny. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, let's go on to iconic, but not for the right reasons. Uh, Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. I Christ. love that performance. Wow. Do you know what? Do you know when I, when I watched that performance, it was like everyone was ripping the piss out of her for a flat batty. <laughs> Can I say, the one good thing that came with that performance, it made me start doing my squats again. Yeah. There is that. I mean, I remember waking up that morning and before I even <laughs> saw the performance, before I even saw the performance, all I saw was a picture of, <clears throat> of her ass and a turkey. <laughs> Memes. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? And then I had to watch the performance and I was like, right, okay. I feel like when you're watching it and she comes out, she's all like, Aah. like, firstly, she just comes out looking like a dickhead, but it's like it just gets progressively worse. Do you remember when, like, you know, she's going through, she's like riding around, and then with her theatrics, it was very similar to her tour where she had like the midgets, the stage performers. Like there's just so much chaos happening. And then she's there acting like she's on Molly. And then when she puts the finger on and she's like rubbing her clit with it. And like, <laughs> then she, then Robin Thicke comes out and she's, it's just constant. And then you see Rihanna's face looking like puzzled as fuck in the audience camp. In fact, the all, whole entire audience are looking puzzled as fuck. But she's just going. And do you know what the best, have you seen her documentary, her MTV documentary? Nah. I don't really care enough about that. <laughs> well, it was a good watch, but basically, I I was never really sure. Is she actually just on drugs and is she crazy or is she just that good of a performer? So in her documentary, she's stone cold sober. She's actually very, very creative and very considered. Uh, her driver is pulling up to the VMAs and she had the guys dressed as the teddies doing a whole big entrance. It was meant to be a big thing. He messed it up, drove too far. She's in the car, flipping out, screaming, swearing at him. You're fucking up my interest. It's meant to be this, is it? And then he starts reverse. She's like, no, you've just ruined it now. Fuck this. And then she storms out of the car in a tantrum. But the second the door opens, she's like, nah! You know, like the tongue out, wagging, acting like how she was at the time. And they actually just showed it was all just an act which she was putting on. So I think she's a genius. You think that, that whole... Yeah, didn't she go from... Do we not think that whole thing was intentional so she could really... Sh- like strip her Hannah Montana image like once and for all. Basically, yeah, she was just like doing as far opposite as she could. Which is a shame because like she's actually really talented. Like some of the stuff she puts out now is really, really good. Like she's, she's very credible, and she can actually sing as well. She can sing very well. Very distinct voice. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. She's talented, but 
I guess when you've had that, it's almost a bit like the Britney story, right? Every like girl that has been so contrived and had to like force out that pop image, they all just want to break away and be like, fuck this. Right then, Shudge, can we move on to another one of yours? Um, let's go for, and this is iconic, but not for any, for all the wrong reasons, probably. <laughs> But let's go for Cheryl Cole at the Brit Awards. Yay! Oh, God. Cheryl right, Cole at the Brit Awards. Is that a sarcasm? Sarcasm? Is that sarcastic? To me? No, I think Rose is Yeah. No, I like I love this for many, many reasons, to be honest. Okay. Let me just be go on, go on, guys. Go ahead. All I was gonna say was I just love the fact that she released this song thinking, yeah, it's gonna be my first big solo hit, but then it just became the story of her life, like from the moment she released it. And then that show especially was, it was the day she found out Ashley was cheating, right? Oh, yeah. so bad. Yeah. Oh, just such tabloid. And everyone was like, is she going to perform? Is she not going to perform? She went ahead with it. She wasn't wearing a wedding ring. She looks angry as fuck. On she looked stage. like she'd just been crushed. She looked like she'd lost 10 stone in that day. She didn't even weigh 10 stone to begin with. <laughs> Like, she looked like she'd been crying the whole day. I felt bad for her. I mean, the one good thing about Cheryl is, like, her voice is nothing special, to be honest. She did so well, <laughs> let's be honest, because she's beautiful and, you know... She's a wag. That's, that she's got a good personality. Good TV personality. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, her voice is nothing special. She could put on a fucking show. Like, not even just the Brit Awards, like, her X Factor performances... I was so sick, but yeah, this Brit Awards performance. I remember when she went into the, do you know, when the song switched to it, she's like, too much of anything can make you. And she was just like marching forward. She looked evil. She looked, <laughs> she looked like Michael she Jackson. Looked, she, yeah, she did. Yeah. She looked intimidating as fuck. And I was just like, fucking hell, this is summer else. This the is. jaw face, the glasses. Isn't it? I mean, she kept the glasses on the whole performance, didn't she? Probably to hide the bags from the tears. Oh, no, but when it went into the second part, she took it off. Um, yeah. she oh, took the leotard part. Yeah. Oh, God, she looked a mess. She did look a mess, you know, but it's still iconic. <laughs> <laughs> it's iconic because oh, people were wondering that. the whole day if she was going to go ahead with it or not. She would have known everyone would be watching to see how she was going to perform and stuff. Imagine being her in that situation. I could not do it. Oh, it's horrible. And the whole room is just knowing what your husband did to you. She must have felt embarrassed. Even though she had no reason to feel embarrassed because it's him that's the dog. But naturally, women always tend to blame themselves, right? And she's obviously an insecure person as well. It's very evident. I just felt very bad for her. I think it was worse as well because obviously he cheated the first time. She oh, came out, She forgave him, came up with the song, Fight for This Love. And then oh. he cheated on her again, and then she had and then to you perform, perform that same that song, song at the Brits. Exactly. Like, you couldn't oh. fight this shit. It's like telling the world my husband's a dog, but here I am singing about, I'm going to fight for his love. She looked like an idiot. She is an idiot, though, but still, no one's left to look like an idiot. Unless oh, Shezza. I miss the Cheryl day, Cheryl days. Do you remember when she was, like, the nation's Confident. sweetheart, and she was just everywhere, like, solo career on the X Factor, every paper, like, every... <laughs> Every campaign you could think of, she was the base of. Now she's just like disappeared, hasn't she? I feel like mediocrity doesn't deserve to be rewarded, and I think Cheryl's a prime testament to that. I did like her at the time, but let's not overguess the basicity. 
Yeah. I mean, we're British. We love to we love to honour mediocrity. Well, I'm not standing for it. <laughs> but yeah, that's mine. Good one. One Rohan. Uh, okay, so seeing as we're on the Britney train, top three in the Britney performances, because this is another one. The one where she did, I think it was 2000, where she did um, Satisfaction and Oops, I Did It Again. I remember at the time, this was back in the television days when you used to have VHS or just catch it on TV or you missed it forever, right? Because, like, obviously we didn't have YouTube and stuff. But I remember my cousin telling me about it at the time. She was, I must have been, what, 12 or something? She was like, obviously every, all the kids love Britney Spears. She was like, it was really slutty. It was disgusting. She came out just naked. She ripped her clothes off. She was in a naked suit. And me as my 12-year-old gay self was sitting there thinking, <gasps> oh my God, Britney. Anyway, and then when I saw it and she came out, Dissatisfaction from the Oops, I Did Again album, which I love, Rolling Stones cover. And then she had like, she's coming down the stairs her outfit starts coming off. She throws off a hat and she's just literally there. And mind, she's, how old here? 18, 19? 19, I think. Yeah. And just, oops, I did it again. I love, anyway, obviously at the time, epic pop song for its time. And she's just going hard. She's doing the choreographer, choreography. It's very Janet. And, you know, she remixed it, made it a bit edgy. I mean, the remix absolutely sucked in hindsight, but at the time it was cool, you know? And again, just stealing the show, like just pop star epitome. Are any of yours not Britney? <laughs> uh, they are now. So the top three are Britney, and now we're done with Britney. I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised Rihanna hasn't come up yet with "Should Be on Here." That was going to be my next one, but yeah. Go on then. Um. Well, she's got quite a lot of award show ones actually, but. Yeah, but you're going to think all of them are good because you absolutely love her off. So which yeah, ones no, are I've actually, had, like, had, people consider good? I've had four years to see the light, and now I'm actually going to say when she's here and when she isn't. But I'm trying to think of, like, which is... Okay, can I say what her best performance is? Go on, what's your favourite one? She has had many epic, epic performances. And that night when she won the Vanguard Award at the VMAs 2016, obviously yeah. she did four performances. Yeah. I enjoyed two of them. I mean, I liked all of them, but I enjoyed two of them more than I enjoyed the other two. But the ultimate Rihanna performance for me of all time is when she did uh, Work Work. And she was on the stage and she had the Bashman crew and it was the Work slash Rude. Was it Rude Boy remix? Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. Oh, na, 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 na. And she mixed in the Bashman. Yeah. And she just had, like, all the dancers on stage. Like, you know, it just felt like a club. She got the vibe right. She brought the attitude. She, she kept it true to herself. It was just sick. Yeah. Sick, sick, sick. That probably is that, the best one. Best perform, best Rihanna performance of all time, I would say. Really? What's the better, Rihanna better performance than that? I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, she had loads of X Factor ones, but they're not award shows. No, go on. No, we'll give you free reign here. Name a better Rihanna performance than the work one. I really enjoyed What's My Name at. Oh, I was X about Factor. to say that. UK X Factor. That the was... zebra bikini thing. Yeah, she hardly was wearing anything. That was fire. I love that. Her legs just looked like Amazon goddess <laughs> things. I even loved her. Um, 
I even loved her Brit performance of um, We Found Love. Like, I know it's quite basic, but like when they were throwing the paint, she was just having a good time. I thought that was good. I felt like I was ready for them to actually do something. And then it was almost like they were throwing the paint and then she was just there. I'm like, are you going to do something? <laughs> no? Okay, cool. But her work performance at Brits was lit as well with Drake. That was good. Oh, yes, with consideration. Oh, yeah, with Scissor in the fucking in the shadows when it was her song. Oh. <laughs> it was, you could tell that's a Scissor song. It's very Scissor. But yes, when Drake came out and then she grinded her pussy and had his penis, it was wonderful. He looks fat as fuck in that video, in that performance. Right? I really hate her in that bob, though. I hate the bob. In the what? In the bob? Yeah. Um, I didn't but like her trousers it. were fire with the tassels. Yeah, and Perry taking note for her ex-factor performance. So. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think Vanguard's dance hall medley is her best. What do you think is the second best of the night, or from Rihanna? Because she did four, right? Um, I'd say the pink one, the first opening medley. Same. I love that medley. I, I don't know why people don't really care for it, but I just loved it. I thought she looked cool. I loved the songs. I loved Kanye being a stand during the performance. I love Kim filming it on selfie mode. Yeah. And I just felt like she just Rihanna is just cool. She's the premier of cool. But I forgot she was a pop star. To be good. I mean, hmm. she just gives off that vibe. Like you, you take it for what it is and you enjoy it. Um, I think you, I think Rihanna's a acquired taster. I think you leave a lover or hater. There's never an in between, right? I don't know. I'm I'm very like, like I like her. I wouldn't say I love her. I don't dislike her. Like I like her definitely more than Beyonce. Sorry, Rohan. Um, like I'm really like not asked about Beyonce at all to be honest <laughs> also her I billboard mean, performance of Love on the Brain that was, that was really good as well can we just talk about Rihanna's vocals that vocal that she delivered in that performance mm. was outstanding do you remember like only four years prior to that Rihanna couldn't sing <laughs> she could not sing live to save her life and then when I don't know what she was doing, some intense vocal training, but Rihanna can hold a note now. And Rihanna's got such a unique, raspy, sort of deep voice that. That's what well, with that song, is her style. Yeah. I think because that fits her style, she, she delivered it. Like, even on tour, like that song was just, she sang it so flawlessly, honestly. I would actually go as far to say that might be her second best performance of all time. Billboard. Yeah, where she was in like a green boa, right? Yeah, yeah. But also, actually, wait, no, scrap that, bin that. Let's not forget, actually, scrap that. Love on the Brain was a great performance, but I've actually just thought of something that was even more sicker. I can't remember if it was Billboard or American Music Awards. I feel like it was Billboard. Bitch Better Have My Money, when she came out in the green fur coat, homage to Little Kim, looking yeah. totally badass, performed it for the first time, Stepped out of the helicopter, just sick with the choreography, just attitude to match the song. That is just like peak Rihanna, right? That is just everything you think about her. She oh. absolutely smashed that performance. It was so iconic and she'd been away for so many years and then to come back. Mm. She, oh, it was just everything. It was everything we needed. Yeah. Outfit, the boots, oh, the attitude, everything. Yeah, on it. 
top three Rih- those are the top three Rihanna performances for sure yeah Dance for All Love and Rain do you know what performance I actually love from me oh it's not it's not an award show performance but we'll let us slide in this instance do you remember she performed on an X Factor final I can't remember what year it was but she had the oh. short hair and she was in a white dress and she started with Stay and then she yeah. went into We Found Love I do remember it but I don't remember it being iconic it just, I really liked it. But anyway, it's not that iconic. The neck. I don't remember the note she ended that on. <laughs> oh, and her vein was popping out of her neck and it really looked painful. <laughs> it was a very bummed note that they finished. Oh, <laughs> okay, Rosie, we need one from you. Yeah, I just feel like all mine will be ones that you really care about. Because mine will be all Brit's performances. Like, I do want to give, like, an honourable mention to Kanye West when he did All Day. Because <laughs> oh I think that God. was so good. Wait, but wasn't it? Remember like, when he came when out he... and he came out with loads of, like, boy artists from the UK? And he had oh, and all the white people were like, what's going on? And then one of the fire blowers didn't work. Um, and most of the performers have been beeped because it was just, like, the N-word, like, every lyric. And swearing. But performance where Taylor Swift was in the crowd dancing to what looked like a different song, standing next to Kim. No, because this wasn't the Brits and... I don't think Taylor's ever performed at the Brits, has she? No, no, no. You're talking about Kanye West all day, right? All day, all Brits. day. Yeah, and Kim Kardashian was in the audience with Taylor Swift. So they'd made up by this point. This ah. is before Snake Gay. But Taylor's like in... There's a clip of Taylor during the performance and she's like dancing like this. Well, you can't I cannot doing, cope but... with like the way Taylor dances in the crowd at awards. Uh, but exactly, so she's doing typical Taylor to that song. But that song isn't one that you can really dance to like that. So what the uh... fuck are you doing, bitch? Yeah, but I wanted to give that one an honourable mention. But also, I want to also give Michael Jackson a song at the Brit Awards an honourable mention because is this the one where is... someone bum rushed the stage? It was was it Jarvis Cocker? Yeah, he yeah. came on stage and he started like. Doing that, like as I say, yeah, like this is shit. Um, because it was such yeah, a strange yeah. performance. Like, with, like looking back now, like all the children on stage. Oh God. <laughs> Do you know what? Back in the day, like mid nineties, was like the Brits at its best. Do you know what I mean? And I remember much about the Brits. I'm not. Don't always tune like with the Grammys and stuff and the VMAs. I'll only watch the performances, but with the Brits for me, like I watched the whole thing from start to finish. I fucking loved it. Um, I just wanted to give those two an honourable mention from back in the day. It, may, it does make me sound a bit old. You can't beat those Guys, I just thought of an award show that I forgot even existed for the longest time. I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised when I say it. The Smash Hits Pool Winners Party. <laughs> oh I totally God. forgot that even existed. Do you remember the year when they all dressed up as superheroes and you had like the Spice Girls dressing up as individual characters and they did spice up your life. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea, but I'm oh going to watch God! it. I remember Rosie, the show. I am going to send this to you. They yes, literally, please. like, one was dressed as Catwoman, one was Poison Ivy, one was someone else. They all dressed as superheroes. <laughs> and basically the theme was, I don't know if it was Halloween, I don't know why everyone's dressed up, but they're all dressed up. And, like, the Backstreet Boys were on it. I think Billy Piper was dressed on it. Like, the pool winners party were just like the award shows of my childhood. Wow, I remember that. Do you know what I'm talking about, Shinj? Yeah, it used to have like S Club, Steps, they were all on it. Every, all the 90s kids. 
Oh my! God. I really want to watch that because I'm gonna have to mute you. That Rosie, was like the you're best going time to die like, when you I see love this. Um, Billy Piper, Sith, Five, all that kind of stuff. That was my time, man. That was my time. Oh, I love Five. We went to see them. Um, me and Shudge, like a couple of years ago, oh, and there was God. only there was only three of them. And Bewitched, and then Anthony Costa did a blue medley. <laughs> to uh the reject boy band concert and it was actually my last concert before lockdown and i'm very proud oh, to say yeah. that i remember that <laughs> you saw blue Cantrell. <laughs> no 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 that was the one before i went to oh. the reject concert a week actually it was the same week i think it was literally the week before lockdown and it had a one five oh who else was there what what was that damage that? yeah so it was literally like days before lockdown nice so I think that is. Is there anyone else that anyone wants to mention be- before we finish up? Should we just mention some very dead ones, like Samantha Mumba at the moment? What was on that list? Have we? Is there anything that we haven't covered? No, I think that's everything. God, we send a lot of shit, don't we? Britney, Britney, Spice Girls, Spice Girls. Oh, Beyonce Super Bowl. Hold on, how did I not get this in? How foolish of me! Oh, okay. I mean Super Bowl. There's loads. So Beyonce at the Super Bowl, obviously she did her solo set, brought out Kelly Michelle, which was, oh wait, Super Bowl isn't an award show, ignore, cancel. Yeah, Super Bowl's not an award show. But also, oh wait, okay, hold on, can we, can we talk about the, oh wait, we need to talk about the LOL's performances, which are iconic for all the wrong reasons. So, let's start with, not Britney. It'd be very easy to go down the Gimme More route, but we're not going to do that today. We could just find... Hold on. Hold on, wait, wait. Okay, let me say one thing. Okay. We can't have an award show chat, and as much as I love Beyonce and I'm beehived to death, I don't think her award show performances have been her best performances, but let's actually talk about how she is the first artist to not only change the whole entire music industry with her digital drop, but also the first artist to hijack award shows for her own personal gain. So she, after the self-titled drop, was given that 16-minute perform, 16 minutes, 18 minutes, can't remember, medley. Uh, the medley slot. And then that became the norm, right? Beyonce was the first act to do that at VMA's history. So, well done, B. Nice. And then Kanye called her out on it, didn't he? <laughs> oh, fuck off. Don't worry <laughs> about your marriage. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> right then, I think that concludes our favourite iconic award show performances. Um, no, I would say join us next week for another pod, but we're, as I said, we are flaky as fuck, so we don't know if there will be one. But you know, if you subscribe, you'll be notified when we next drop a podcast. So enjoy that. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it, love. Hope you enjoy Until next time. Ta-da. Bye. Bye. Now from the top, make it drop. Hold on, we haven't talked about Madonna at the Brit. Madonna? Oh my god. Madonna at the Brit. Let's not forget Madonna at the Brit Awards doing Living for Love, where she was dragged down the stairs by her throat. Oh my god. Do you remember the way they really championed that? And they were like, oh, 
her first time in 20 years at the Brits, like throughout the whole entire show, they were saying it yeah. every fucking second. And mm. it was so anticipated. And then she's like, I let down my guard. Bang! Bang! And the whole song is about her dropping and getting up and uh, Oh, and my. like the clips of her, with, there's a bit where she's like dancing and it's like she's skipping on one leg and she's limping. I think, doesn't it talk about pain or something? The lyrics just really tied to the situation. And you oh just couldn't write it. I, I still remember where I was when I was watching that. And I was I was actually messaging Michaela. And I was like, Michaela, this Brit show is so boring. And then that It was so dry. End. The whole show was so dry. And then that happened at the end. And we were like, oh, my God. I remember I was watching it live. And as it happened... Like, again, just the emphasis that they put on her return, it was so anticipated. And then when she dropped, I felt bad for her. I literally gasped, like, hand on mouth and froze, and I was shocked. And then within, like, less than a minute, I went on Twitter, and I saw, like, all the Stannis there left me. And I just thought, okay, it's funny now. (laughs) Shame! it It was so bad. It was. It literally. You even heard everyone in the audience gasp as well when it happened. Like everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it straight away after this. <laughs> but yeah, and then did she make up some bullshit after? She was like, "Oh, when I fell, I made sure I fell at a certain angle because I know what it's like to fall off horses when you have to fall at a certain angle so you don't hurt yourself." And I was I like, "Didn't even know that, but bitch." Oh, Madonna. Like, I'm go- oh, like, I cannot be asked with Madonna anymore. It was her fault. She asked the pet. She asked the uh, was it Armani or Versace or something. She told him to tighten it too much. Yeah, and then she was saying how the dancer was petrified afterwards, and I just thought, oh. yeah. Imagine being that dancer. It's probably got the sack. Imagine <laughs> being like known as the dancer, like in the dance industry, as the one that fucking pulled Madonna off stage. <laughs> to be fair, it's not even the dancer's fault. It's their fault for tying it too tight, right? Yeah. But wow. What? Oh, wow. Well. Oh, well, I'm glad that we remembered that one because that is funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we are actually going to let you go now, guys. So thanks for listening. Ta-da, the beats. Bye. Bye. Now from the top, make you drop. That's some... That's some... I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's some... Macaroni in a pot. That's some... Jerry's Minge. <laughs> <laughs>